What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 67 of the Gino Spirito podcast. I hope you all are having a great Thursday, September 2nd, uh, end of the week for me personally, for my first week to school. Um, was able to uh, get through the first week pretty good. Um, not not too many hiccups or, or anything. Anything, I mean, not too many hiccups, not too many curveballs. Uh, Honestly, no complaints. Uh, my professors seem pretty, pretty nice, pretty chill, um, and I, I'm honestly looking forward to a great semester. I, I think uh, I'm, you know, pretty pleased with my professors so far, and I'm sure uh, that that that'll probably change when I actually have to start doing work. It's not just syllabus week, um, but we we will we will see. But honestly, you know, very excited. Uh, like I've I've been saying, I think this week kind of has. Uh, put me back into that school mindset and also has uh, kind of just settled me down um, in terms of any nerves, anxieties, <laughs> my voice tried, anxieties that um, I might have had going into the semester. And instead, I've kind of uh, allowed all those other thoughts, such as, you know, being excited um, about finishing and um, everything else that comes with senior year and, and you know, you know, kind of just the the reality of a new chapter and um, the previous one closing uh, just right before your eyes. So um, very excited for it. I hope you guys all had a great first week of school. If it was also your first week or just a great week in general uh, as we wind down and uh, get to Friday tomorrow. But uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get into some Padres news. Of course, um, the Padres had a uh, Monday through Wednesday three game series in the desert uh, in Arizona. Um, oh, Gino, they're playing the, the Diamondbacks. That, that should, be a, should be a nice series. But, um, you know, as, as uh, some of you know, um, the uh, deserts in Arizona has not been kind uh, to the Padres as headed into this series. Uh, their last 16 games at uh, Chase Field, um, they had a record of 2-14, and 14, um, a batting average of just 230, um, a run differential of minus 32. Team ARA of 4.57 and a bullpen ERA of a 7.59. So definitely uh, not the best numbers uh, going into a series, uh, not the best numbers going into um, any ballpark, really. Um, but in a series that uh, is, is must win, I feel like, you know, we're, we're in the last we're in the last month of season and uh, we're, we're getting down to 29 games left in the season. And uh, every game is a must win right now for the Padres um, with uh, where there's where the standings are and uh, how close uh, the, um, the Reds, the Phillies, even um, the Cardinals, the, these four teams definitely in a, a four team race basically for uh, that final wild card spot. But um at the moment, it's it's seeming to be the the Reds and the Padres uh, as those top two contenders, uh, with the uh, Phillies and the um, and the Cardinals slightly behind, but still very much uh, right there, st- very much in the race uh, with about 20, 29 games or so left. But um, like I said, headed into Arizona, needing needing a W, needing something. Um, and prior to uh, Monday's game, the Padres were able to uh, reinstate Chris Paddock from the IL from his uh, left oblique strain. Uh, they were able to option Sean Anderson back to AAA. So Chris Paddock back in the lineup, was able to start on Monday. Uh, first game back in about a month, I'd say. Um, and in his return, he was able to uh, help the Padres um, get a game one victory, 7-5 to five, over the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, the the uh, 
what's it called? The Padres were able to jump out to a two nothing lead um, thanks to Fernando Tatis's bomb in the first run uh, in the first inning, and then uh, another two runs followed in the second uh, from an Austin Nola uh, RBI single, and then a Trent Brish, uh, Grisham uh, what's it called Sa- safety squeeze bunt. So that was pretty nice. Uh, the Padres putting four runs on the on the board in the first two. Um, and then a sacrifice fly in the top of the third made it 5 nothing. Um, and the Padres were smooth sailing, honestly. Chris Paddock was able to go four and two thirds. Um, only gave up three hits, only one um, one earned um, on a wild pitch, um, unfortunately, from Craig Stammen when he came in for relief. But the runner who scored uh, was was on base due to Chris, uh, due to um, Chris Padded, so he that uh, was charged to him, but he also did strike out five, so looked solid in his return. Of course, it's going to take a little bit of time to uh, get his feet back under him, but definitely a um, promising start uh, for for uh, somebody who has been on the IL for uh, the amount of time that Chris Paddock has been. Um, so uh, that was nice. Um, so the Padres were, were able to able to have a sits one lead uh, due to a Air Cosmer 453 foot bomb in the seventh inning, which was uh, very nice to see, especially from a guy like Air Cosmer, who's been just probably the one who's received the most criticism this year uh, due to his contract, due to his play, due to I mean a lot of different factors. So nice to nice to see a absolute rocket um, off the bat of Air Cosmer um, in the top of the seventh inning to push this uh, lead to six to one, um, but unfortunately. Uh, when un- unfortunately, when uh, Daniel Hudson entered the game in the bottom of the seventh, uh, in relief for uh, Tim Hill, uh, who had loaded the bases up, um, what's it called? Marte of the uh, Diamond Bats was able to hit a grand slam, uh, push the uh, push the lead to six to five, um, only for the Padres. Uh, the Diamond Bats right behind us. It, it was seeming as if uh, it was uh, deja vu all over again. Uh, with this Diamondbacks team and the struggles that there has been at Chase Field. Um, but a uh, double um, by Fernando Tatis was able to uh, bring Manny Machado home, make it 7-5 to in the top of the ninth, and Mark Melanson was able to do what he does best and close the game out and um, get a W for these Padres, these Friars, who absolutely needed it. 70th win of the season after this Game 1 victory. Um, and, and very, like I said, very promising start uh, by Chris Paddock, able to go four and two-thirds. Um and uh, what's it called? With this, uh, with this win, the Padres were able to move within a half game of the Reds, as the Reds lost on Monday, um, and and they were able to move ahead two games on the Cardinals and two and a half on the Phillies. So, uh, like I said, this this four team race is is definitely uh, getting down to uh, the nitty gritty when it comes to these final uh, 28, 29 games uh, left in the season, but. Padres able to pull within half a game after game one. Uh, the Padres starting pitchers now have a 2.67 ERA in the post Rothschild era, uh, which is, I mean, phenomenal, really. Um, and Fernando Tatis with his home run uh, now has 30 sits on the year. A solid lead for the NL home run race as he's only played in his 100th game in comparison to uh, the other people that um, are you know behind him, such as Bryce Harper um and, and company but with his 36 home runs uh he like i said played in his 100th game was able to hit that 36 homer and nobody else in the nl has even 30 so putting into perspective uh the dominance season that fernando tatis continues to have 
Um, and the most home runs in the first 100 games played in a season, players aged 22 or younger, Fernando Tatis now uh, with 30 sits on the year. That's the most by a player aged 22 or younger in his first 100 games. Following was Cody Bellinger's 2017 34 home run season, uh, Johnny Bench 34 in 1970, Joe DiMaggio with 34 in 1937, and of course Vladdy from this year with 33 in his first 100 games. So Fernando Tatis continues to um, impress, continues to make history, um, and and this uh, momentum was able to carry into game two uh, with Blade Snell on the mound, a guy who uh, has definitely turned it around in the fa- his past few starts uh, on the mound, definitely showing why the Padres traded for him, uh, the pitcher that, uh, you know, had all the controversy being pulled out of game sits and possibly could have won the, uh, the raised game sits of the World Series if not pulled, uh, all the controversy surrounding that and, um, you know, being traded to the Padres, struggling early, but finally finding his groove and uh, giving, uh, you know, hopefully giving the uh, bullpen some more rest in, um, in game two uh, with him on the mound. And that's exactly what he did as the Padres were able to win game two of this series three to nothing behind a completely dominating performance by Blade Snell as this man went seven innings, allowed zero hits, zero runs, and ten strikeouts. Unfortunately, uh, the no-hit bid was um, definitely, you know, a consideration throughout the game. I mean, obviously, um, you know, everybody knew this man was was at a no-hitter and uh, leading into uh, that eighth inning, um, Blade Snell um, unfortunately uh, just had his hip, uh, had his pitch count um, just get up to, uh, you know, one, 107, especially after uh, throwing 122 pitches against the Dodgers, going uh, seven and two-thirds against them, um, and then, uh, you know, in this outing, averaging about, you know, 16 pitches per inning, thinking about the no-hitter, Already at 107, probably would have had to pitch about, I mean, who knows, maybe it was one, maybe it could have been as easy as 120, 125, but, you know, maybe he would, he would have had to work in those, in those final uh, two innings, those final sits outs, and he, he wouldn't have been able to, you know, get to that no hit bid and would have had to work till maybe 140. So uh, the Padres and Blake Snow made a mutual decision to pull him in the seventh, uh, but still seven innings, zero hits, completely dominant performance by him in this one. Uh, 10 strikeouts, the slider, the curveball, and the fastball were just absolutely uh, there for him in this one. And, um, I mean, Padres completely able to um, finally give him some run support uh, off of uh, a uh, top of the fifth inning two-run blast by Manny Machado. And then uh, the top of the sixth inning, Profar able to have an RBI single to bring uh, Frazier home. Unfortunately, uh, Profar was thrown out at second, uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that could have, you know, either at least started a rally or, or of some sort to, to maybe push it to 4 nothing, 5 nothing. but unfortunately, uh, only able to get one run out of that, but still able to um, hold the Diamondbacks to three hits. Uh, the no-hit bid was lost in the eighth inning um, as uh, Pierce Johnson came in relief for Blade Snell and gave up a hit. So the no-hitter was through seven and one-thirds, um, and the Padres were still able to get a shutout as they beat the Diamondbacks in game two, three-nothing. Um, like I said, only three hits in this one. Diamondbacks not able to do much. Did 
uh, have two men on base in the bottom of the ninth inning, but Mark Melanson able to get another save on his belt, his 30 sits of the year, um, and uh, helped Padres get a game two victory, get a series win for the first time um, in about three weeks, which was, you know, way too long, way long overdue, especially with the level of competition that they've been playing against uh, in the previous, uh, in these previous weeks. So uh, finally, you know, able to get a series win, able to move into uh, Wednesday's game with the possibility um, of a sweep. But uh, like I said, Blade Snell, no hitter through seven. Um, and of course, the Diamondbacks last time the Padres did play in Arizona, Tyler Gilbert of the Diamondbacks did uh, no hit the Padres. And uh, these two teams had the potential uh, to be the first two teams since 1969 uh, to no hit each other in the same um, in the same year as the uh, Reds and Astros did that back in 1969. It's never happened since, but unfortunately the no-hitter, like I said, was lost in uh, that eighth inning after um, Pierce Johnson came in for relief, but still a, a great effort, a great pitching performance, and um, very happy the Padres were able to get this Game 2 victory. And um, after this one, they were able to um, able to uh, tie the uh, Reds for that second wild card spot uh, as the Reds also uh, lost on Tuesday. Um, so the Padres able to move one step even closer uh, to that uh, to that wild that second wild card spot in this uh, very tight race. Uh, but Blake Snell and August man, 1.72 ERA, 54 strikeouts on 12 watts. Very, uh, very nice turnaround for Blake, especially with, um, like I said, how last year ended. Um, how the trade deadline came up and I'm mean, not the trade deadline, how the trade came up to San Diego and uh, the struggles that he had early and uh, the criticisms that he's received um, and, you know, a couple of IL stints due to, uh, you know, some stuff that was out of his control, such as um, the food poisoning. And I believe there was one other thing. He was just, he was sick. Um, he had to regain his health from that incident, but like I said, 107 pitches uh, going into the eighth, not really able to do much about that, especially after the 122 pitches thrown in his previous outing. But um, very, very, you know, good to see, uh, especially um, from Blade Snell, a guy who, I mean, we all knew. We all knew he had the potential to, to do what he has been doing in the month of August. And it's, it's just nice to finally be able to see those results, uh, whether that's because of Larry Rothschild's firing because uh, or it's because Blake Snell simply figured out what he's been doing wrong. And um, having Austin Nola again behind the behind the dish has uh, been able to kind of bring that out of him again. Who knows? But, I mean, 1.72 ERA in any month uh, is, is, I mean, tremendous. Uh, and especially for a guy who has been struggling um, behind the dish and a guy who, I mean, honestly just really, really needed it, you know, at, at the end of the day. But after this one, the Padres um, and everybody around the lead were able to uh, have a two – um, we're, we're able to bring two people up to their uh, MLB roster as uh, expanded rosters began um, on the 1st of uh, September. Uh, and this is where the Padres made a move to reinstate uh, Denelson Lamette from the 10-day IL and also Taylor Williams um, from the 60-day uh, IL. Um, and Matt Strom, unfortunately, uh, was had been transferred to the 60-day IL again. Um, of course, he did start uh, his this season on there, but unfortunately, due uh, to the injury he sustained, um, I believe where was that one? I believe that honestly, that might have been in Arizona the last time we were 
playing in Arizona a few weeks ago. Uh, not this past series, but uh, yeah, like I said, two or three weeks ago, I believe that's when it happened, when he ended up starting that game. Um, but uh, unfortunately, Matt Strom to the IL, but Denelson the Met activated, Taylor Anderson activated. Um, and going into Wednesday's game, the uh, the Reds, I mean, the, I, I think I accidentally said that the Reds lost Tuesday's game. What I meant was Tuesday's game was canceled, so they had a doubleheader on Wednesday. And since the Reds lost uh, that first game on Tuesday, that first doubleheader, 5-4, to four, uh, the, Pad- the Padres and Reds were, uh, what's it called, were now in a tie for this first wild card spot. Um, and then going into Wednesday's game, um, the uh, what's it called? The Padres had you Darvish on the mounds, unfortunately. Um, you know, you Darvish did not have his best start, um, as the Padres were not able to uh, do much um, in this uh, game three, uh, as the Diamondbacks were able to win eight to three uh, on a sixth. Uh, sits run third inning um, where uh, the Diamondbacks were able to, I mean, I mean, there was, there was a one home run, uh, a two run shot by Van Meter, uh, but it was a lot of just, just a lot of just getting on base and, and continuing to, you know, Nets man up mentality, uh, get on base. I'm going to bring you home and I'm also going to get on base. Um, you know, here Smith able to double, uh, bring Marte home, uh, Peralta able to, uh, go to second um, on this uh, on a wild pitch by Darvish, which brought uh, Smith home. Van Meters then homered and brought Peralta on a two-run shot. Um, Ahmad was able to have an RBI single. Rojas another RBI single. So it was a pretty pretty shitty uh, third inning for you, Darvish, as he was not even able to get out of this one. Only went two and two thirds, gave up eight hits, five earned runs, one walk, struck out three, but still not, not even close to the best, um, to the best outing for you, Darvish, uh, as his struggles in Arizona continue. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, into, into strike, uh, two strike counts uh, this year. You Darvish has an opponent batting average of 120, um, and five of the I believe there was there was seven hits in this. I think there was about yeah there was either seven or eight hits in this third inning, and six of those six of those hits came on two on two strike counts uh, when. Um, you know, you Darvish was ahead and some of these, Oh, two, one, two, I mean, this man was, would, would, would put himself in a position to, to succeed, but it felt like every time, um, it could, uh, you know, go his way in that, in that sort of sense. Uh, it just simply didn't as, uh, you Darvish, like I said, not able to get past this third inning and, and really not show much, um, in his, in his start as the Padres, um, we're able to put one on the board in the sits from a Trent Grisham solo shot. And then um, a two run uh, Will Myers home run in the top of the seventh made it six to three. Uh, but then um, in the bottom of the eighth inning still sits to three. Uh, hope, you know, the Padres hoping to um, keep the score within three or four within slam range. So if, if they, you know um, you know, they have to, and and I like to think of of the slam range as as like you know keeping it within a, a couple possessions in basketball or you know you know keeping it within a touchdown or a field goal in in football you know you you don't want to you know load the bases up 
um, hit a home run and then boom, you still have to have one more run. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's literally, you know, keeping the game within reach, you know, keeping the game, uh, you know, within, um, within reason for, for the offense to, to at least try to do something. Of course, you never want to be down three or four runs going into that final inning, but at least, you know, that if you do hit that two, three, four run, uh, four, uh, four, four run home run, um, you know, a four run home run or grand slam. I don't even know why I said four run home run. Um, you, you can, you know, at least tie the game, at least take the lead by one even. Um, but so the Padres going into the bottom, the bottom of the eighth inning, excuse me, down sits to three, bring Austin Adams in for relief. Um, the first batter, uh, ends up hitting a single and then the second batter ends up getting hit, which has been, of course, the biggest struggle for Austin, Austin Adams this year leads the MLB in most hit batters. Um, and then the third batter on the first pitch gets hit as well. Uh, so one, two, three, within seven pitches, Austin Adams has loaded the bases up. Jace Tingler pulls him, um, which brings, um, which, I mean, what's it called? Which, which brings, uh, Jace Tingler out, uh, with now a runner who has, uh, scored, um, of course, because of the, so there was a single two hit batters and then a walk. Jace Tingler pulls Austin Adams out. Now the game is now seven to three. Tim Hill goes in bases loaded, zero outs, able to, uh, get the first batter to ground into a double play. But of course the diamond bats able to score another run as there was a runner on third, make it eight to three. Tim Hill then able to get out of that inning uh, with no further damage, but the Padres not able to do much as they lost this one. They lose this one 8-3 to three, um, and move uh, back into second place um, of this uh, wild card as the Reds were able to win um, game two of their doubleheader uh, yesterday, 12-2 to two behind Nick Castellanos. Uh, two home run game, one grand slam, one two run shot, absolutely crushing the ball. Um, but yeah, like I said, the Padres now, as it stands, uh, currently, currently in second place um, of this of this wild card, um, right behind the Cincinnati Reds half game, and then the uh, Philadelphia Phillies trail by half game, and and the Cardinals now about two. So. Man, oh man, this 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 race is intense. Is intense. It's it's increasing. It's definitely um, you know something the Padres wanted to avoid. Um, you know when it came down to these final when these this final month, especially with the the lead that they had. Uh, you know when when going into uh, you know the All Star break when going in uh, to you know midway point of the season. Uh, you know very comfortable spot for the club. Um, you know, looking to use the all-star break as, as, you know, sort of a, uh, as a break really more so than anything, um, you know, playing the most games in baseball in that first half. I don't know if that's what got to them or the team simply just hit one of the biggest slumps. Uh, but unfortunately, um, it, it, it's, uh, it sucks, you know, it's, it's something that's happened at this point and, um, you know, the Padres are going to have to live with it and, and move, move forward, uh, still, and uh, try to figure out a way to get into this postseason. But trail a half game by the Reds, not too bad. Uh, but have the Astros coming into town um, Friday through Sunday. 
Um, so you know the the I mean literally the the best offense in the AL. It's not it's not gonna be uh, any any secret what the Padres are gonna have to do. They're gonna have to execute. Uh, we got you know Jake Arrieta on the mound on Friday, and then followed uh, followed by Joe Musgrove on Saturday, and then Chris Paddock on Sunday before a Monday off day. Um, and then a two-game series against the Angels um, on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, you know, the Padres got their work cut out for them, especially against this Astros team. I know the Angels definitely, um, you know, they have Shohei, of course, and they, they definitely show spurts of, of excellence, um, but not the most consistent team, especially when comparing them to the Astros, uh, you know, a, a team that just has hitter after hitter. The offense, um, you know, is is one of the best in the league, and, and there's a reason why uh, this Astros team is currently um, is is currently 78 and uh, and 55 um, and leading uh, the uh, AL West. So, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a battle, but the Padres definitely gonna have to find a way to get it done. As uh, the like I said, these these last 29 games, it's every game's a must win. Every 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 single outing for these pitchers, for these players, uh, you know, you got to give it your best, especially um, with not only the Reds leading by a half game, but how close the Cardinals and the Phillies both are uh, right behind us. Um, Just ready to, um, you know, just ready to um, take our spot whenever we decide to slump or anything uh, in that nature, you know, ready to jump up and, and, be happy to go head to head with the Reds the way uh, we seem to be doing at the moment. So hopefully the Padres can and get at least two or three. Glad they got a victory, um, a series victory over the over the Diamond Bats. Of course, wanted the sweep, but at least able to uh, get some momentum back, uh, able to see some offense, able to see some very dominant pitching performances from um, Blade Snell. Unfortunately, you Darvish not much of the same, but um, you know able to see Blade Snell. Um, be the Blade Snell that we all knew uh, he could be when that trade initially happened this summer. But uh, moving on, of course, into um, you know the one of the biggest uh, albums that we'll be dropping this year is going to be, of course, uh, Drake's Certified Lover Boy. As tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, I mean, I, I mean 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, uh, Drake's long-awaited nine-month uh, delayed album, Certified Lover Boy. Uh, will be released, um, and Drake seemingly uh, having a, a mini rollout this for the past couple of days as he's been uh, revealing on billboards uh, who the features of the um, of this of this project will be um, across the U.S. As in Atlanta, he said that um, in in Atlanta there was a billboard that said, "Hey Atlanta, Slime, Pluto, Savage, and Baby are on CLB," basically confirming um, Twenty One Savage. Uh, what's it called? Young Thud, Lil Baby, possibly Lil Uzi, Lil Dirk, um, New York. There was a billboard that said that Go is on CLB, so possibly Jay-Z, um, Divion, and Ty Dollar Sign. There was a billboard about them in California, Chicago. There was a Smirk, so Lil Dirk. Houston, there was a the hometown hero was on CLB, so possibly Travis, I'm assuming. Um, Kid Cudi. Um, on a billboard in Cleveland that says, hey, Cleveland Cutter is on CLB. Miami, the biggest boss, is on CLB, so confirming Rick Ross. So definitely, um, you know, a, a prime list of features for, for this this one. Um, for Drake's latest drop, which which is not surprising. Of course, Drake can, can truly get um, 
what's it called any any feature he wants on any project so good to see um him collaborating collaborating with uh some familiar faces familiar artists um uh, but at the same time um some i mean such as cuddy you know they of course they they had a, a beef um you know sort of kind of and and drake threw some disses cuddy threw some disses back but um now him being featured on clb hopefully that that'll be um the start of something new the start of something uh, different for their relationship um, but some other music dropping tonight for new music friday um on top of andre certified lover boy bobby Shmurda has a freestyle coming out the baby already has two freestyles that he's dropped in the past couple of days um anderson pot has a single um tory lanes also has a single but in terms of albums uh shied lizzie soldier boy and holy game all have albums or deluxe albums coming out so um you know kind of a i mean not a lot of people want to compete with drake <laughs> for the most part um when it comes to drops and uh you know numbers wise you know they i feel like it's kind of it's just a respect thing really it's 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 like when marvel releases a movie that that they're doing today i mean which i mean shane chai is not the um not gonna be like an avengers endgame type of you know type of release but of course marvel's gonna have the biggest pull uh this weekend at the bots office because of you know just the the name recognition and uh how big the 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 company already is um in terms of in terms of their movies and how much how much success they've they've you know seen already and how they've proven time and time again they, they know how to make good movies so of course you know it, it's it's tough when it's tough to line uh you know other any other movie up against a marvel movie or um you know any any you know type of franchise in that sort of way a star wars even uh so i mean it's it's sort of the same thing when it comes to music i i really think um you know, Drake dropping, it's it's not the best week to drop for an artist. Of course, you can still, but you just have to realize that everybody's going to be playing Drake um, that on that, you know, 9 p.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. Eastern time, time slot, and, and probably for the rest of the weekend, you probably maybe will get spun by, you know, the homies and, you know, maybe people that are close to and people that don't like Drake necessarily, but... I mean, the majority, the masses of people are going to be talking about Drake, going to be talking about Certified Lover Boy. So, um, you know, it's not ever the easiest release date. So I feel like that's why we're seeing, you know, not the not the biggest music Friday like we did last week. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, maybe Kanye West will drop his explicit version of Donda or something new this week to fuck with Drake. But besides that, I, I really think that it'll be a pretty – pretty uh low-key week for music um you know with with dre dropping um and and everybody just ready for for this album that is has been long overdue so very excited for it i hope you guys are all as well gonna be bumping that right when it drops but uh that's all i got for today if, if you guys uh enjoyed this or um have any comments or anything about um you know your expectations for certified lover boy or um you know who are, what other features um you're expecting to see on there please let me know i'm i'm very very excited to see uh who drake you know took nine extra months to to kind of put on his album and and be strategic and smart about um you know these various 
uh, trots, and I'm sure there's going to be some disses for, 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 um, in terms of uh, Kanye and this whole thing that's kind of brewed up again. So I'm very excited for the listen, and uh, I'm very excited to see uh, who's, who's going to have the best feature on this joint. You know, every time Drake uh, has features on his album, I feel like that's always the, the biggest thing, and I feel like, you know, regardless, it's, it's always, uh, you know, the, the best of the best, you know, even if you're an artist that nobody has heard of when you're when you're on a you know Kanye project a Drake project a Travis project you're you're gonna bring your best because you're you're working with the best so I'm I'm excited to to see uh just how just how much these these artists do bring it but um in terms of everything else I hope you guys all did have a great week I hope you guys all enjoy your uh Friday tomorrow and uh go into the weekend's uh smooth sailing so I, without further ado that's all I got for today I will catch you all very soon. Hope you guys all enjoyed and thank you for tuning in.